cat. I'm a compulsive overeater, and I'm a sugar addict. And um, I've been abstinent since November 17, 2015, and I've maintained a 100-pound weight loss for a year. You know, pandemic year. You should give me two there because time is so long. <laughs> and my home group is in Edmonds, Washington, 6:30 Sunday night, and you guys should come. And I live in Edmonds, and it's um, 10 minutes outside of Seattle, and we are right on Puget Sound, so we have fog, um, fairy horns going all the time, and hills. So that's kind of like what are San Francisco, a, a little bit. And thanks, Nancy, for inviting me to speak. She's quite the go-getter, so look out, you guys. Um, so I get really excited on step 10 so i'll probably focus on that and i know you're all experts because you come to this meeting and um i've been at a8 for years and years and i did the nightly review on page 87 um is in step 11 on the big book but maybe i've taken that for granted and coming to oa just shakes up everything and there's more than one way to do stuff and i really love that but um i kind of gravitate back to the big book <laughs> so um there you go and um i read in the aa 12 and 12 on page 98 that there's a direct linkage among self-examination -exam meditation and prayer taken separately these practices can bring much relief and benefit but when they are related and interwoven the result is an unshakable foundation for life. Cool. You know, I just came here to lose weight, um, but um, I'll, I'll take an unshakable foundation for life. And I really got in touch with my intuition by doing the spot check inventory throughout the day. And intuition for me means I'm getting a word from higher power who I call God, who is always with me I'm I'm never alone and I, I believe that you're not alone either and um, the dictionary definition of intuition means the ability to understand something immediately without the need for conscious reasoning and that sounds really cool to me so maybe that's why on page 84 of the big book it says that our next function is to grow in understanding and effectiveness and through working the steps, I don't obsess on food anymore or how much I weigh or what I'm going to eat. And step promises, step 10 promises that the problem will be removed. It doesn't exist for us. We're neither cocky or afraid. And that's how God works. And how I work is I'm a problem solver. You know, I worked in high tech my whole life. And, you know, I ran into a problem that I couldn't solve, which is I couldn't stop eating. I couldn't stop eating sugar. And it overwrote any logic that I had. And if I could have just gone on a diet, I, I would have. And um, so the instructions on page 84, um, I continue to watch for selfishness, dishonesty, resentment, and fear. And that's like a little step four 
And when these crop up, I ask God at once to remove them. That sticks and steps six and seven easy for you to say and then we discuss someone and then with someone immediately overlooking or saying something right on the spot without ego and hey you're stepping on my toe um and as a person that survived a violent crime it's very important for me that i don't have to be nice with that one or um you're you know, you're touching my body. It's not, it's not okay. And, um, and I don't have to be nice in any way, but that doesn't really happen to me. Um, but you know, so, and then steps eight and nine, um, I make amends quickly if we, if I've harmed anyone and, um, that leaves step eight around. There's no sitting around wondering if I'm willing or not. I just, I just do it. And then we resolutely turn our thoughts to someone we can help. And that is step 12. So they're all working together for good and providing an unshakable foundation for life. And if I can't let something go right away, then I can pop into this meeting that's it's chat, it's text only. Um, and there's always new people there and it's on the OA website. It's fully approved by OA. And um, it's called 12 step for coes.org. And so if I work with somebody, talk to somebody after the meeting or before, then sometimes that just solves the problem. It just, it wasn't important or something. And then um, sometimes I need to uh, feel my my feelings, um, like it says in the ninth step promises, we'll intuitively know how to handle situations that used to baffle us. And so if my husband is in a bad mood, then like I'm an empath kind of, and I, I need to feel his feelings and be scared or whatever too. <laughs> but that's not, that's not true anymore since I'm doing the step 10, I can um, check in with myself and see how I'm feeling. And so I put my hands on my stomach when I do this, that gets me back in my body. It's like a spot check meditation. And um, I ask myself how I'm feeling. I can still maintain my joy. And um, I did worry this week um, and um, I had to do a mini four step on it. And um, if I call my sponsor, she'll always say, isn't the fourth step lovely? And um, so I'll just write it before she can catch me with that. And I heard in a meeting last night that worry is me trying to solve a problem. And I can pray, relax, and take it easy and let him feel his feelings. I don't have to be annoying. And we... About a month ago, we got into an argument about gardening, and I'll spare you the details because you'll agree with me that I was right, and when I'm right, I promptly admit it. And um, so he's in the other program for years and years, and he came in the house and made amends, and I was really, really mad. And um, so I prayed. I, I, I couldn't do anything but say, help. And I didn't say it out loud. Um, 
And then I heard this voice and it said, be like him. And I looked up and he was, um, he had his hands stretched out in love and forgiveness. And so I went for the hug. <laughs> and I've never ever had an inspiration when I've been mad other than let's kill him or not kill, you know, let's get him. So that was just really weird for me. And um, step 11 says that on page 86, here we ask God for an inspiration, an intuitive thought or a decision. We relax and take it easy. We don't struggle. We're often surprised how the right answers come after we've tried this for a while. And what used to be the hunch or the occasional inspiration gradually becomes a working part of the mind. Cool. And so I can ask for inspiration when there's no problem. Oh, if you want to freak out your sponsor, just call her up and say, how are you? And she'll go, huh? Or he'll, he, what's the problem? It's like, oh, just call him to say hi. And so that'll freak him out. <laughs> so anyway, I'm laughing at my own jokes. And um, so I was brushing my teeth and um, I asked for an intuitive word. And um, I got the word love. And that's one of my core issues. Like, is there enough love for me? And it's nothing that I need to correct in a tense step because it's like a basic need for humans. But <laughs> I heard the word love while I was brushing my teeth. And so um, I felt this tingle and I felt the love of God and it wasn't the Sonicare toothbrush. So that was kind of fun. And um, so maybe the result of this for me is more creativity. My higher power is creative. And I discovered I could draw on a software program about a year ago, freehand. And I could immediately correct mistakes as I went along. And I discovered that I could let things go. And I never let anything go. And so I just apply this to other things. Like I work on this drawing for three days and it's not right. I just scrap it. And um, so then I realized I could let other things go. Um, if I could do that and um, and then we took a some of us um, in our home group took a class last week for watercolor and drawing and um, I was really nervous about making a mistake with the pencil drawings because I've never sketched or painted before I had a little bit of perfectionist coming up there I usually try not to bite that hook um, and, um, well, they've been making these things called erasers since 1770. And if, if, if I make a mistake, I can erase it. It was like <laughs> a miracle. And then in the watercolor, if you wet your brush and you put water on it and put it on the, the mistake, it comes right off magically. It's just, it's amazing. And um, the instructor said that art is constantly making mistake, correcting it and moving on to the next thing. And I would add turning it over and not worrying it about it. Cause you know, worrying is me trying to control everything. 
And my sponsor men mentioned this morning that art can be spiritual. And I, I never thought of that. And it can be meditation because my mind is not engaged. It's just, I'm kind of right there. And I don't have to worry if I'm doing it right or not. And then I took this drawing meditation class at your Region 2 workshop a couple weeks ago, and it was really cool. And um, so um, that's my um, step 10. And um, so I've got two minutes left. Um, I could just, I went to just get into a little bit of the meditation. Um, this morning I was in a meditation meeting and the topic was um, start, start where you are. In other words, you know, just do it. And I just, I just do it. I don't get any inspirations from it right now, but I seem to get some kind of pause between me and a reaction. And if, oh, okay, I see you know what you mean. I mean, that's good. And for the 12th step, um, practicing these principles, having a spiritual awakening, leading somebody to a spiritual awakening, sponsoring them is, you know, one of the greatest privileges that I've ever had. And then, um, <coughs> excuse me, and my husband um, taught me about the practicing the principles. He like offers to get me stuff all the time. I'm into service and so is he. It's not just doing stuff in a way, it's your family. And we have little fights that like, I'll get this for you. No, I'll get it for you. And it's really fun because I've dated a lot of jerks. And um, so it's, it's just really nice to just do one little extra thing for him. And um, that's practicing the principles in all my affairs. And you know what, he, he showed me at first, you know, and um, during the pandemic, um, the first part, I had one pair of gloves left and I was shopping for my mom, my mother-in-law and my dad. And um, so he was working, he's essential. And I left my last pair of gloves for him. And in the morning I found a whole box of gloves cause he had just happened to buy some the day before and he left them in the truck. So, um, you know, if I, tradition one, if I put our common welfare first, He's going to, I'm going to leave him a pair of gloves and he's going to leave me a whole box. So <laughs> that's all I have 